Rihanna, last year's Super Bowl halftime performer, and she holds the record, believe it or not, the most watched halftime show ever. Almost 119 million viewers. For many years, uh, Katy Perry held the title of the most watched halftime show of Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, last year, Rihanna surprised everyone by revealing a baby bump, announcing she was pregnant on stage practically. And the next day, of course, she said it out loud, but uh, it was quite the halftime show. And uh, to date, it is the most watched one of all halftime shows. Throughout the morning, I'm going to play a lot of halftime Super Bowl artists. They reflect on some of their uh, their halftime show moments as well, too. Belton Johnson is near, too, as he will uh, discuss Super Bowl with me and his prediction coming right up here. Lots going on this weekend besides Super Bowl. There's basketball, of course. The 70th annual LIT Luther Invitational is underway. There are 16 teams there. Student-run tournament is a classic. Man, I have spent a few years inside the old gymnasium there. I know they have the new one there, but it was just electric each and every time I ever attended LIT. Some of the, some of the alumni are back tomorrow. The 84 team, they're going to be playing, in fact, ahead of the championship game tomorrow at LIT. Uh, over the Real District, really busy again. Another big hockey Regina under-13 tournament is on. So a lot of moms and dads and grandparents are going to be hanging at the Cooperative Center tomorrow night. I'll be going to the Pats game, as a matter of fact. That's my plan tomorrow evening. The Oil Kings are in town at the Brant, where it's going to be Indigenous Celebration Night as well. If you want to take kids to uh, see Mega Munch, there's a retirement party at the Royal Sass Museum tomorrow. Program starts about 1. They're going to open up the doors of the auditorium. That's where the program's going to be at the Royal Sask. And it only holds about 250 people, so it's first come, first serve. Uh, Mega Munch, technically, is going to be there till February 25th, but tomorrow's the retirement party. And uh, like I said, nachos, wings, cold bevies, Super Bowl Sunday, where... Nearly a half a million people are headed for Vegas for the weekend. Man, that would be a fun, fun place to be. We will get into that with Belton in just a second here. Hey, we're on the scene of a fire this morning over at Blessed uh, Sacraments Parish. Fire crews are on the scene there. They don't believe anyone was hurt, thankfully, and uh, they're there to ensure flames don't erupt again. But that's uh, just off Victoria, right behind the SAS Power Building. That fire actually follows one from yesterday, a house on Ray in North Central. Many of you reported a big black cloud of smoke you could spot with flames shooting out of a window of a home there. And uh, in fact, Regina Fire posted some of those photos on social media. The fire department said someone was sent to hospital hurt from that one. No idea how badly, but uh, that fire was just a block from the house fire that did kill two in December. Regina Fire telling us that uh, that one was caused by overloaded electrical devices. Here's your halftime performer at Super Bowl Sunday. That's Usher. I'm Greg Morgan, and after 18 weeks of regular season, Super Bowl is finally here. The Chiefs and the 49ers from Las Vegas on Sunday. And this is going to be a hoot, this one. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. 
took the playoffs by storm to beat the Dolphins, the Bills, the Ravens on route to their fourth Super Bowl in five years. And they're going to face a loaded San Francisco 49ers team that has put together a couple of come-from-behind wins of their own to set up this Super Bowl rematch. So let's break it down with our Grey Cup champ and Green Zone guest analyst, Belton Johnson. Good morning, buddy. Hey, hey, how's it going this morning, Greg? Going well. Uh, you got to be excited. I am for this game. Are you feeling like I just can't wait for Sunday? Man, this is this is the holiest day in my book coming up this Sunday, man. Cannot <laughs> wait. Me too. Let's get right to it on uh, some of your thoughts. Uh, let's start with the defensive side of the ball, Belt. And who do you think is stronger and why? Well, I, I want to say the 49ers, uh, you know, middle linebacker Warner there, Fred Warner. Uh, he is a tackling machine, could go sideline to sideline. And then, you know, again, up front, I think that's if the 49ers do beat the Chiefs, I think it's going to be up front with those bookend defensive ends, Bosa and Young there and everything. But me saying that, I look at the Chiefs' defense. They've been playing pretty lights out the entire season. Uh, actually, it's the defense that's kept the Chiefs in a lot of games during the regular season. And if you remember when the Chiefs played the uh, Ravens there, uh, the cornerback Snee, he's been a kind of a lockdown uh, corner. He's the one that punched the ball out of Zay Flowers' hand before uh, crossing into the end zone to get that touchback for the Chiefs. I can, I'm so glad you said that because I can't help but think the Chiefs' defense is tops here. Uh, they just made Lamar Jackson look ordinary, I thought, in the AFC yeah. title game. So uh, good that you pointed that out. That's why we we call on you. You you <laughs> you spot that kind of stuff for us. Offensively, Belton Johnson, what do you think the differences are between these two, and who might have the advantage on the offense? Offensively, again, I'm start with the 49ers. Yes, they have uh, you know Purdy there, who's you know played pretty good this season, but. They have a lot of stars around them, right? Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk. Those are the two wide receivers. And the thing that makes the 49ers go, I think, is uh, Christian McCaffrey, who I believe got Offensive Player of the Year if you watch those award shows there last night. Yep. So I, I do, you know, I respect the 49ers. I respect their run game, everything. But <laughs> the Chiefs, I'm just going to tell you the one guy they got, Patrick Mahomes, man. <laughs> He he is a game changer. He he makes things happen. He moves around in the pocket. Yes, he's got Kelsey. He's got Rasheed Rice. He's got a bit of a run game with Pacheco, but it is Patrick Mahomes that makes that offense go. Man, we are we're in sync here. I can't get the lingering thought. Honestly, Belton, I can't get that lingering thought out of my head about that even if San Francisco plays great. Mahomes can and probably will find a way to erase it in the end. Sort of like he did the last time these two met. In the game's biggest stage, right? Uh, I'm with you on that. Hey, who do you think will uh, win MVP? For me, again, Mahomes will be the best player on the field, but I think Kelsey is probably going to receive 99% of the fan vote and win MVP. Who comes out as MVP for you in this one? In in the Super Bowl? You bet. Uh, So so, uh, I'm going to go different. I'm going to go to young receiver, Rasheed Rice, because he's been hot, uh, you know, down the stretch here. And I know Kelsey, he's been... You know, really good here in the playoffs, but I'm going to throw a wrinkle in there and say Rasheed Rice. Okay, I'm writing that down. I'll hold you. <laughs> Belton Johnson, our great cup champ here. I have the Chiefs winning 33-30. to What say you? Hey, we're, we're in, the, in the ballpark close there. So I got a three-point game. 
I got 28-25 Chiefs. 28-25 Chiefs. Halftime show features Usher. Who do you think uh, might be the special guest he brings out? Do you have any idea? Have you given any thought to that? You know, I... Taylor Swift, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I'll get to her that, in a moment. That would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> it sure would, yeah. But I, I think it's going to be Justin Bieber, who he ushered, uh, or usher, usher mentored, rather, <laughs> and, and, and discovered. So I, I won't be surprised if Bieber's one of the special guests. Finally, come on, you're a football player. You're a football guy. Does Taylor Swift ruin the game for you, or do you even care? Does she ruin the game for me? I'm going to say no because I, I, I usually don't pay attention to that, any of that, right? So I'm, I'm usually uh, checked into the game, but I have noticed whenever the Chiefs play, <laughs> she gets a lot of TV time. Let's put it like that. Girl. 23 seconds. 23 seconds, I think, was the last count she was actually on television. Come on, Belton. They, they, they keep going back and forth. The, the commentators, they, they're commentating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate going over the Super Bowl. I think we're uh, we're both believing in uh, the, the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, that's for sure. So it's just going to be an awesome game. I think this is going to be one of the best Super Bowls uh, in a long while. So uh, we'll see uh, which one of us came close on the score on Monday. All right? Let's see. Friday morning, regular school day, the weekend almost upon us, Super Bowl weekend, and uh, I am about to be joined by uh, Gordon Gerard, the maestro over the Regina Symphony Orchestra. I, I always bug Gordon, and he knows this, and he's prepared for it, and I, I often think about the maestro in Seinfeld, which is one of my favorite comedy series. There's an episode where Kramer has a friend who likes to be called the maestro because he is a conductor. Doesn't want to be called by his real name, Bob. Always the maestro in the episode. In the episode, we learn also how before performances, he wouldn't wear his pants backstage before showtime, so not to to crease his pants any or get them dirty before showtime. And the idea in that episode catches on with both Kramer and Jerry. This is remarkable. I'm lounging, and yet my pants remain perfectly creased. So with me now, the RSO maestro himself, Gordon Gerard, to chat about upcoming events. But first, Gordon, do you sit pantless backstage before a performance for the same reason as Seinfeld's episode? This is not true. I would call that a definite myth. <laughs> well, that is a myth. I thought it was on Seinfeld. It had to be true. <laughs> right. Well, look, uh, moving along here as we try to inspire young children's minds to join you in the orchestra. <laughs> this Friday, free performances for students. I love this idea because it literally is about finding the next musician for your orchestra in a way, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, this is about exposing the wider world uh, to in a way that only the, the RSO can. We are doing a couple of performances of our musical rendition of Lil Shad. Now, Lil Shad is a book that was published by the Saskatchewan African Canadian Heritage Museum a few years back. A true story about one of the first black doctors in Saskatchewan named Dr. Shad and uh, his son. So we've sort of taken this story, added some music, added uh, First Nations drumming uh, and a narrator. So it's a, it's a great show, bringing in a whole bunch of kids uh, 
elementary school kid to the Royal Saskatchewan Museum. So I'm super excited for this. You know, we have had this program called RSN School for years. Then when the pandemic shutdown happened, it all kind of stopped because obviously we couldn't get into schools. So now that we're kind of up and running again, when we made this available to schools in Regina, we literally sold out within an hour, which is super exciting to me. So it's just great to have that contact with with kids again to give them a chance to see what what it is we do uh, it's good this will not be the last time so awesome. we're, we're rebuilding here the maestro gordon gerard is here from the rso uh, when you you be careful my friend because you're going to go to those students some of them are going to say hey do you have any uh, extra tickets for the harry potter shows coming up because those are on the 16th and 17th these harry potter shows actually it's happening all over the world as you might imagine and uh, it uh, comes with its own conductor so i have to take a back seat for this totally fine yeah but it's a great uh, representation of the Regina Symphony Orchestra, too, because some of your musicians will be on the stage, or if not all, is that right? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big orchestra, so they'll show the whole film, and the whole RSO will be up there playing the, the soundtrack, which is super cool. Really quick, Gordon Gerard, I must ask. We've got a show in March that is rather interesting to anyone who wants to celebrate St. Patty's Day. Absolutely. Uh, March 16th, we have a Celtic uh, Pops show with a fantastic fiddler from Edmonton named Daniel Gervais. So it will be all things uh, fiddly and St. Patrick's-y, and I will be back on stage. We began this interview talking about whether or not, like Seinfeld, the maestro in that episode, you don't wear your pants prior to showtime. So thank you for establishing that you do wear your pants. But I do. we might have began the show with a Seinfeld reference. I should end with a Seinfeld reference. Have you ever used your maestro stick to play pool like Kramer and Frank Costanza did? I have not. They're actually quite delicate, and they're expensive to replace, so that will not be happening. What are one of those sticks worth? Well, I mean, it depends. It could be up to 50 bucks for one of those things, and they, they do break. Always a good sport, taking flack from me. I appreciate it. That's why you're always on this show. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, as always. <laughs> Lady Gaga, she's performed at the uh, Super Bowl on the halftime show. It was 2017 in Texas, and uh, it was quite an opening. She started with a medley of God Bless America and This Land is Your Land and just raised the roof, went into Poker Face, Born This Way, that song there, Bad Romance, and a ton of others. And I love her stage ex- exit at the time, too. Probably one of the best ever. She mic dropped, caught a football toss, and then hopped off the staircase and just kind of went into nothingness. We couldn't see if it was like a, almost like a pretend hole that she just disappeared into. Didn't take a bow or flash a smile. That was it. What are some of your favorite halftime Super Bowl shows that you like? Matt said it's got to be McCartney. I think that was about 2005. He also liked Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Oh, I bet you did. That was a revealing halftime show. AJ Elizabeth says uh, nothing will ever be Prince singing Purple Rain in the rain. Yeah, that was, for many, one of the best ever halftime shows. Prince, that was 2007, I think. Yeah, 2007. Pretty sure it was in uh, Florida at the time. I'm Greg Morgan. Nearly half a million people headed to Vegas for Super Bowl this weekend. Outside the stadium, there will be tailgating. And then there's Taylor gating, of course, too. For that, you need Taylor Swift-inspired dishes. You know, maybe some mouth-watering 
you belong with me mouth, uh, meatballs. How about that? Some bad Bloody Marys. Okay, I tried. Early in the week, Taylor's man, Travis Kelsey, he has been bombarded with more questions about Taylor than questions about football. She's all in, man. No. She's part of Chiefs Kingdom 100%. And, uh, you know, you asked me how how it is. And to be honest, I'm I'm learning throughout yeah. this all. You know, I'm just kind of on the, the plane ride, just cruising, trying to figure this thing out on the run, man. Of course, NFL fans have been complaining a lot about Swift being shown far too much on broadcast. And when it comes to the Super Bowl, there are a lot of people watching the game that don't ever watch football all year long. They're tuning in for the commercials or the halftime show. And those part-time fans almost double the numbers who would normally be watching the NFL game during the regular season. So part-time fans come in because of the commercials and halftime show. And now they think with Taylor Swift, it's expected this game will have an even larger rating. Just because of her. But haters are going to hate. But there are a lot of reasons to give her props. She single-handedly boosted the NFL base with little girls like seven-year-old Charlotte, who has uh, has become a newcomer to football. I'm good at throwing the ball, but not catching the ball. That's the thing I'm working on. Charlotte lives in Atlantis, Atlanta City, and uh, just a few months ago, she didn't know a, a down from a fumble. Her dad said she never even looked at a football game, but then her favorite singer started showing up at games. I really like to see Taylor. I'm always like, Daddy, Daddy, is Taylor Swift coming back on? (laughs) Cute kid, a lot of girls, little girls feel that way. Come Sunday, a lot of them will watch the Super Bowl for the first time, thanks to Taylor Swift. And in fact, viewership among ages 12 to 17 girls spiked an astounding 53% since Taylor and Kelsey became a couple, pushing overall NFL viewing up 7% from last year. And look, she's awesome, you know, no matter what you think of her music. She's scandal-free, she's young, rich, beautiful, and happens to be a Democrat, and that really scares Republicans, in particular Fox Fox News lately, because they fear she could influence her followers to vote for Biden. Taylor Swift has made a career off of writing songs about picking the wrong man, so I don't think we should take advice from her now. It would be the single dumbest thing a mega superstar could ever do. Why would you tell half the country that you don't agree with them in this highly polarized time? You stay out of it. Wow, whose instincts are sharper? The 14-time Grammy-winning artist who sold over 100 million records, staged the biggest, highest-grossing concerts of all time, or the opinion voices of Fox News who are afraid that she might speak out? Which she hasn't yet. And whether she does or doesn't, it's her prerogative. Same with going to football games and dating whoever she wants. But there are actually Republicans who even think that part is a plot orchestrated by mysterious forces. Look, I think she fell in love with a football player, and the media is definitely exploiting the relationship. The NFL is intentionally putting their faces front and center during all of these football games because of ratings. She's just a girl going to a game to cheer on her boyfriend, as far as I'm concerned. 